Hello, and welcome to this festive edition of Breakout, the podcast from The Great Escape. I'm Rich, joining me is Felic, Ben, and Chrissy. Hello! Hello! As Christmas looms over the horizon, we're taking a break from the hard topics and talk about what we look forward to about the winter holidays. So, Ben, what are you looking forward to over Christmas? Oh, um, I've got a bit of time off from work this Christmas, so I'm going to be geeking out in front of the telly, catching up with um, some old reruns of Stargate Atlantis, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, you got to try and marathon it? Uh, yeah, I've I kind of marathoned my way through the last series of SG One when I was ill the other week. So you didn't you didn't interleave them. No, I didn't. No, uh, that was tempting, but um, no, I couldn't be bothered. Um, <laughs> but it, well, it's more fun if you if you watch them out of sequence. You can put them together in your head. Right. Um, anyway, yeah. So I'm I'm on series three of Atlantis now. So I'm just storming my way through those over Christmas. I'm looking forward to uh, to video games, um, but 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 retro video games actually, mostly Mario Kart. That is um, my family's sort of Christmas pastime is is Mario Kart. Uh, we've uh, been sort of playing Mario Kart. Uh, my me, Rich, and and my my parents sitting around the the TV over Christmas. You know, bowl of snacks on the side, Mario Kart races for probably a decade. Oh, yeah. Would you say? Yeah. I, I starting with Mario Kart 64. I can't remember a single Christmas where you weren't playing Mario yeah. Kart. We started with Mario Kart 64 and we upgraded to the GameCube Mario Kart Double Dash and uh, and then Mario Kart Wii. And, uh, but we haven't we haven't upgraded to... Um, Mario Kart 8 yet. No, because we, we don't have a Wii U. So. No. I love how Mario Kart's been around for so long now that it's turning into a Christmas tradition for you Yeah, guys. no, it actually is, yeah. That and um, that and I am looking forward to challenging my mum to a game of Pikmin Battle because we, we, we also like, uh, from the original game of uh, Pikmin 2 for the um, GameCube, we um, enjoy the battle mode on that where you get to take your little army of Pikmin in and, and steal each other's marbles because it's always so hilarious and we always end up sort of rolling around on the floor laughing. So. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I'm thinking my favourite Mario Kart is probably Double Dash. Uh, weirdly enough, when it first came out, I wasn't actually much of a fan of it. I, I seem strangely indifferent. But now that it's gone past into like Mario Kart Wii, yeah. I'm like, I kind of miss that. I struggle to switch back to it sometimes. Yeah. The controls are slightly different. So, um, but yeah. And I would point out that we, we play our Mario Kart Wii using GameCube controllers because all of that faffing around with the motion controls steering wheels and things is not, no, just no. <laughs> yeah, just no. What about you, Felic? Uh, depending on how much time the telly's not playing uh, Ben's sci-fi stuff, uh, just <laughs> lots of uh, Christmassy films, but not not the usual ones. I like kind of uh, cheapy Channel Five ones. Um, kind of if they involve kind of fake snow and people getting puppies for Christmas and stuff, it's usually that, that like, kind of like thing. Santa buddies and stuff like that. To be honest, the, wor- the worse it the worse it is, the better. But, uh, <laughs> they're usually low budget and made in Canada. Canada in the summer, yeah. Oh, Canada. <laughs> so yeah, lots of that. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, I'm just looking forward to a well earned break from uh, from work and and general life and just having a relax with family. Um, what does happen, however, is because the way that my my family works and the way that they're all bit spread around the country, I'm going to end up basically only having 
half a day of Christmas before. I think, yeah, I think we have about 10 days work, 10 days of uh, off work over the Christmas period. And I think we're home for two, two days. Yes. So I think we've got Christmas (laughs) Eve evening. Yeah. And, um, then and then the weekend after New Year's. And the weekend after New Year's. <laughs> the other two days I have to actually have. And even like, then I've kind of volunteered to go around and play role play games with Mark and, and, and Matt and people. So. Damn. <laughs> well, a festive um, vampire the masquerade. Yay. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think we've already mentioned our, our uh, me and Chris have already mentioned our geeky Christmas traditions. Mm. Uh, do you guys have anything that uh, that you would, co- you would say is a... a habitual thing that's ha- started happening that uh, that is possibly people consider a bit geeky. <laughs> <laughs> it seems tradition now that I get a Doctor Who Blu-ray for Christmas. Um, that's happened the last kind of few years, but by the look <laughs> of Felix's face, I don't think it's happening this yeah. year. Like, oh I didn't realise that was a tradition. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's, what, the last four or five years, I think it's... I've got a, a Doctor Who Blu-ray. I completely forgot to. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> to be fair, I think last year's is still in the wrapper, so don't stress too much for it. I kind of miss the times when you have a... I'm actually quite enjoying what's happening recently with the, the Marvel films. Back when, what was it, 2002, and you had the Lord of the Rings box sets coming out, you could every year look forward to the, the Lord of the Rings extended edition uh, DVD coming out. For a grand total of three years. For a grand total of three years. But it seemed to be that you could have that, like, an annual thing. And I think you can now do that with the Marvel films. You can have, you can say, oh, I'll, I'll put that down on my Christmas list. Because <laughs> that way, you know, yeah. and that way is something to, to you, that something becomes a tradition. Mm. I have a question, actually. Uh, does, do you have any sort of, like, things that people in your family think of as traditions that you really just wish they wouldn't? Um, I, I have, I, I always seem to receive from... At least from at least from at least one person in my family, chocolate money, and I always end up with that chocolate money sits there, and I still have it the following Christmas. And sometimes in the beginning of December, I'm like, I'm going to have to eat the chocolate money because I'm about to get more chocolate money. <laughs> I mean, if I didn't eat the chocolate money, I would have been hoarding it. I'd have like a whole chest full of gold by now. <laughs> we get an inordinate amount of chocolate over the Christmas period, and it often happens. I'm pretty sure that we've actually got Christmas chocolate from the year before somewhere uh, i don't think so no i think i because i think we were I think pretty good last Easter. year but we, we broke out the last of the chocolate oranges like about three weeks ago so yeah. that, that happened um he still working to, our way through the dregs of the after eights managed to blitz this is all the from last christmas so we managed to blitz through the matchmakers yes great yeah so i've got i've taken i've gotten to the point now where i, I give it away you know to get rid of it <laughs> well the best thing is now that um we are now go to a, a games night on a a weekly basis and as such you could just ply people with um what have we got in the cupboard yeah. oh that'll do yeah yeah exactly That's good. it's like i've got time to go to the shops oh don't worry i'll break out whatever christmas chocolate we've got <laughs> do you guys have um a friend who likes all of the quality street that no one else likes i have Be- a theory about this i was actually i'm in the process of writing a blog post about this which i'm hoping to get up before christmas um which is quality street psychology Fantastic. Which is, what can you tell a per- about a person in the way that they approach a communal box of quality street? <laughs> 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 so, yeah, because you know, I, I think I'm, I'm really weird. I will go to the box and I will purposefully pick out the things that I know other people don't like. Ah. I mean, because I, I think that's quite sort of, says a lot about me. <laughs> I'm, I'm quite selfish. I go straight for the nut ones. Mm. See, I'm, I'm all the coconut... Coffee creams, Turkish delight. 
I know that other people aren't bothered, so I'll go straight for them. And I know that they're sort of, you know, because I, I quite like them, I do, but they're not like necessarily my favourites. But if it's like a communal box that I'm sharing, either that I've provided to share or that I'm taking one from somebody else's tub, I'll go for those because they're sort of like, you know. Also, what about at the end of the quality street when all that's left is about 10 or 12 chocolates and they're the ones that nobody wants to eat? Do you still keep the box anyway? I never or do throw, you throw them away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I keep the tubs for cakes and things, so, you know. <laughs> I mean, do you keep the chocolates, keep the chocolates. that you're not going to eat? Did you say when we're, if we're, talk, if we're specifically talking about Quality Street and not like the cele- you know celebration thing? We we we're, we're talking about toffee pennies here, aren't we? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pennies, yeah. <laughs> um, I save them up and I give them to Mark because he loves them. Ah, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I find disappointingly that my my tastes in Quality Street have changed over time. Where well, I used to be a big fan of, of the orange creams, and somehow over time I've become less and less in, enamoured with them. And mm. I'm, I'm now more of a, a sort of a praline type, you know, like. Um, like the green ones and the purple ones. Has anyone seen the big purple ones in the shops this year? Enormous, like, yeah. The enormous ones? Oh, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> the, 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 the ones that are, like, twice the normal size, like, three times the normal size, like that. Like, what? Yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah. they're enormous ones. The, no, I've, no, I've seen, um, like, gift boxes, which are, like, the shape of one, and oh. then I think they're filled with normal-sized ones. Yeah. Well, that's disappointing. Um, yeah. <laughs> when when you see something that size, you really want it to be just one giant one. Yeah. It's like, like the point of Easter eggs and the fact that they're always hollow. Mm. Yeah, I haven't seen the, the big ones yet. No, I really fancied one the other week and I was walking around the shops, but I couldn't find them. All I could find is those things you were just talking about. The, yeah, the, the gift the packs. The yeah. gift packs, which again was very disappointing. Yeah. Also, yeah. what's with the tiny tins? Have you seen the tiny tins of Quality Street? I know. They're like they're like tin. I'm, I'm, I'm using hand gestures here. I'm really sorry. Um, they're about... I don't know, six inches round or across, like a little, little tin, like a miniature tin, which probably doesn't hold as much as like one of the cardboard box ones. Uh, but it's like a miniature tin. And I'm like, the, you know, there's part of me that's looking at going, that's such a waste of money, but I want one. <laughs> I want one of those tins. <laughs> See, I just thought of it as being Nestle forcing us to be treat aware. How dare they? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, I'm interested in in, um, in Sainsbury's um, approach this year. They have decided to launch their own competitive, like, um, you know, own brand of, of, of chocolates mm. in a tub. So We tried some of Aldi's own ones and they were actually not too bad. Yeah. Mm. I think we've derailed into a discussion about the merits of different types of chocolate. So, uh... <laughs> but that's fine. Different chocolate is awesome. <laughs> but yes, quality street psychology is going to be a thing on my blog at some point. So mm. I'm also going to cover things about what do you do with the wrapper? after oh, you've yeah. had the chocolate. Oh, so. oh give it that's, to my cat. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a tough one. I think yeah. flan it out. It was like some people put the wrappers back in the pack, back in the tin. Oh, why would you do that? Some people sort it's, of... It creates disappointment. Yeah. It, means, it means that basically you look in the tin, you go, oh, I'll have that one. You pull it out and you turn out it's just a wrapper. Yeah. See, I, I've learned this trick from my mum that I turn mine into little cups and, oh. and stack them up on the side as little, 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 like trophy type cups. So. I had a terrible disappointment earlier. Well, not earlier today, but earlier this week when we had a box of arthritis that we were trying to get rid of. And I looked in there and went, oh, there's like five arthritis left. Pulled out. There was one, <laughs> one and four empty packets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I roll mine into little balls and then the cat plays with them. Yeah. Nice. And then maybe two or three times a year when we pull out the TV unit, we find hundreds of little <laughs> quality street balls <laughs> behind the TV. Excellent. Oh, I remember that from when I used to have a cat. Mm. I miss my kitty Sad times I think one thing I'm looking forward to Over the Christmas period Is obviously Star Wars Mm. 
Force Awakens. Um, although I'm, I'm strangely not sure whether I'm looking forward to it or not. I'm unfortunately old enough to remember the disappointment of watching The Phantom Menace in the cinema. Interesting, I had a, a bit of a chat with a guy at work about this the other day, uh, well, today actually, um, about uh, sort of Star Wars theories. And uh, one, one of them was um, about, one, one of the things we were talking about was a guy who'd, um, who, he's got a, a young young son and mm. he wants his son to, you know, watch the Star Wars movies. But he's like, what order do I show my son these movies in? I, I, I will, we'll find a link to this and put it in the, the notes. Um but anyway, because you know, do you show the prequels first so that because if you do that, then you know that you know Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker, and you're gonna <sighs> oh shush. Um, <laughs> we'll put a spoiler alert at the beginning of the podcast, okay? Um, but you know, I mean, you you give away the twist in in in, um, in Empire Strikes Back if you've already watched the prequels before you watch yeah. the original trilogy, and so he came up with the idea of watching A New Hope followed by Empire Strikes Back, then going back and watching two and three and then watching Return of the Jedi. Oh, the machete method. He just cut Phantom Menace out. (laughs) The machete method. It's it's become the the go-to thing. See, he knows about this already. So I thought I was bringing something exciting and new, but yeah. (laughs) Well, it's funny. There's some people who say that it should be four, five, one, two, three, six. But I think a lot of people realise that there's not a lot in the Phantom Menace that actually be, brings anything to the film. Yeah. It can't be. I think you could equally cut out Attack of the Clones if you wanted to. You probably could. I think Revenge of the Sith is probably the the one that's actually enjoyable. Well, actually, that's the one that actually explains the story as well. So the mm. others are just like meaningless backstory. But yeah, so that's uh, that was one thing. And then the second thing, which was just like, you know, one of those sort of beard stroking hmm moments, um, was uh, there's a theory out there that Jar Jar Binks is actually the ultimate villain of the entire storyline. Oh. <laughs> and that he's really like um, Yoda's dark side counterpart. Again, I will find a link and uh, and post a link to that. It's actually, once you read, read it a little bit, you start to go, huh, <laughs> a little bit. So I've heard yeah. that Jar Jar's buffoonery is actually a... It's an yeah. elaborate cover. Yeah. Yeah. And it's actually a superior fighting style. Like, whole... like Junk and Fist Kung Fu. Exactly. It, exactly. You know, so, yeah, so we'll, we'll find a link to that one as well. So Star Wars, yes, yes. going to go see Star, it. Star Wars in the cinema is probably going to be something that happens over the Christmas oh. period. But I'm basically, I'm holding back my excitement. I'm like, well, as long as it's enjoyable, that's fine, you know. I'm going in with a neutral expectation. Barring that, what else is going on in the cinema? I was going to say, what, were you guys going to see Star Wars? Um, I probably will. Um, and I, I'm probably going into it with the same kind of feeling as you do. Quite neutral. I mean, I've seen all of the Star Wars films, but to be honest, I can't really remember a great deal about it. Um, but I think I will will enjoy it. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go and see it. But um, this one sat next to me. doesn't really <laughs> want to go. So <laughs> Not a Star <laughs> <I> think, Wars fan? <laughs> I honestly can't remember sitting down to watch any of them. I'm, I'm not sure if I... Okay, so... Strap into a chair! Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like that sometime in the Christmas period we're going to have to have a Star Wars marathon. And um, I'm definitely going to get out of the specialised editions, which are um, a special version of Star Wars where they reverse everything to do with the... Uh, the special editions. All of the changes All that the... George Lutz Lucas made at the later date. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Mm. And it's, Sounds good. I've watched the first one and it's very, very impressive. Um, um, you said about other other movies. Yes. Um, I am also looking forward to going and seeing Krampus. 
I, I mean, I know it sounds like it's probably going to... It's one of those things. I, I don't normally like to go and see horror movies in the cinema, but I saw a trailer for it when we went to see Crimson Peak and the trailer just looked amazing because it started off as this sort of like slightly naff, cheesy American like family Christmas movie, um, you know, where, you know, the family are all arguing with each other and you're thinking this is going to be some kind of, you know, film where everyone learns a, a valuable life lesson. And it's like, no, everybody dies. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> Krampus is like the evil Santa Claus. He's he's the, he's the dark villain. It's it's a historical thing. It's um, Trumper. It's Eastern European, I believe. I I don't know. Um, I'm I'm hoping I will find out from the movie. Yes, so. we will find out. So I'm looking forward to Krampus. What about you guys? Any other films that you're looking forward to seeing? Just lots of Canadian TV Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Canadian TV Christmas movies. So yeah, really looking forward to things like uh, Christmas with the Cranks, um, the Christmas Consultant, which is an amazing film if you haven't seen it um it's got the Hoff in it <laughs> wow no what's he called now it's just Hassel isn't it Hassel. he's changed it he's now just Hassel oh yeah he's now just David Hassel or, or, that's such or, a Hassel no oh no he's David Hoff. Hoff he's David, David Hoff, Hoff because, no, because it's right. just Hoff <laughs> okay. David. So he, not David Hassel <laughs> so he's dropped the David and the Hassel and the the so he's now just Hoff not the Hoff right right <laughs> Okay. okay, but those are on right. TV, not the cinema. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what others? Uh, oh, Mrs. Miracle Two. Don't bother with the first one. Okay. Um, <laughs> second one's very good. What What else do we that usually watch? Pretty much that. It's pretty, just again and again and again and again. What What do you guys consider to be the ultimate Christmas movie? Like the movie that symbolises Christmas? Because we, we we got into a discussion with with Mark. Um, the other day about he he said I think it was a uh, uh, because um, Jason and the Argonauts the the, the classic you know um, stop motion yeah the boy uh, Harryhausen yeah the, yeah stop motion skeletons and stuff so the Ray Harryhausen film there you go um, stop motion skeletons and all that um, that was on the TV the other day and uh, and Mark came out with the line of uh, oh it's not Christmas until Jason and the Argonauts had been on so we started getting into a kind of oh no 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 not that it's blank you know and it was like which which movie is it that you know it's not Christmas until blank has been on. For me, it's got to be The Great Escape. Not us, the original film. <laughs> Our namesake. The, uh, you know, that, that, uh, that's, that's got to be the, you know, every Christmas that is on somewhere. True fact, the, the Great Escape is actually not named after the film. No. It's not really named after anything as such, is it? It's just... No, it's just the name. Yeah. <laughs> sounded cool. It sounded cool at the time. Yeah. I was thinking of the We Are Scientists song huh. at the time. But um, yeah, what about you guys? What what for you is the movie that is always on at Christmas that symbolises Christmas movies? Probably Home Alone for me, the original Home Alone, the first one. Um, yeah, that that seems to be on every Christmas, and, and it's a a great film to sit down and, and watch. Like the unavoidable really, Christmas movies. <laughs> yeah, it really gets you in the mood. But I didn't realise there were five Home Alones. Five? Five Home Alones. I knew there were two. And there's one with a dog which replaces Macaulay Culkin. And it's called, wait for it, Bone Alone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! That sounds okay, awful. the marketing department did not see the thing that no. was through, did they? <laughs> Haven't seen it yet, oh, but yeah. Bone okay, alone. we're going to find a link to that one for you guys in the crib notes at the bottom. So if you want to find a copy of uh, Bone, Bone alone, alone, the is that is it like is that the fifth one or is that like no? That's of, the that's just just a, one of the break off. Oh, well, I see a the spin off from Home the Home Alone series. Uh, yeah. 
Mm. Wow. <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. And just, just reading the synopsis, I think it's pretty much the same story as the original Home Alone. But with a dog. But with a dog, yeah. Hmm. Okay. I tend to think of It's Not Christmas unless, I know, Love Actually's been on. Oh, that's every, yeah, that's always on. But that's, that's a newer one. I, it's not that new, but it's... I, I think it's yeah. recently been replaced with uh, the film After Christmas, which is fantastic. It's, it's actually a really good film. But, um, really like that one. It's Aardman, isn't it? It's an Aardman Animations film. Is it? Yeah, it's, uh, but it's from their CG department rather nice. than the... Uh, yeah. No, I thoroughly enjoyed that film. It's really good. It's really I loved good. the... the, the the elf, the little elf that does the wrapping and she's just obsessed with wrapping. And she's like, I can wrap anything with three bits of tape. And it's just, I love that character. We could all do with one of those in our yeah. lives, couldn't we? <laughs> yeah. I, I actually said, my, my, what I really want for Christmas is a little pack of house, like elves that live in my house that clean everything above the picture rail. We live in a Victorian <laughs> house. It's tall. Yeah. The, the, the upper parts of the windows, they, they, you actually need a ladder to clean the windows inside. So, yeah, a team of elves that would keep the upper part of my house clean. The bits I can't reach. That's Move the lower part too. Well, no, I mean, to be fair, if they take care of that bit, I, you know, I, I can be responsible for the rest. I'm not usually very good at it, but I feel I should be. But, you know, that bit, that's just like, you know, it's like that that, pack, that problem in the kit, in the bathroom when we got, we got a little patch of damp in the bathroom and it's like seven feet in above the bath in the right hand corner I'm like I can't reach that how do I get to it you know so you know if anyone wants to send me a pack of elves to clean the top half of my house that would be great are you sure you need elves you don't need something a little bit taller <laughs> I'm, figuring, I'm figuring they'll come with like you know some kind of repelling gear and they'll use like crampons and ah yes plus I imagine gear. they stack very well mm. Mm. but you know I'm thinking they'll, they'll do it on like you know lines they'll hoist themselves up there on little ropes so what's your favourite thing about Christmas? My favourite thing about Christmas? Yeah. Other than Mario Kart. And other than Mario Kart. Mm. And I would say seeing family, I suppose. You know what, actually, we've got slightly kind of going back to tradition, something I didn't say before. This is not really, can't really be a tradition because it's technically only the second year we've done it. But I, I, I love the idea of cooking my own turkey. I've, I've never really uh, like been at home for a Christmas day. So I've never had the option to cook my own Christmas dinner on Christmas day. And, uh, and I probably won't for many years because I'm always going to be with, with family for, for that sort of time. Um, and so I've, I've started as of last year with the tradition of cooking a turkey on Christmas Eve just for Rich and I. And then literally we freeze the rest of it if we can find space in the freezer and, mm-hmm. uh, or, or use it for leftovers and so on. And, uh, but we, we cook a Christmas dinner on Christmas Eve just for us. And um, last year we, we decided to theme our Christmas dinner and we did a Mexican-themed Christmas dinner. So we, we, we had a turkey, um, but we stuffed the turkey with this sort of mes- Mexican recipe, um, like beef mince stuffing mix and um, covered it with all spice and butter rub and baked it in this like orange juice mix and so on. It was fabulous. Really good. Amazing. And we had it with loads of like roasted vegetables and um, we had, uh, what are they called? Um, the little steamed parcel thingies are... Oh, uh, tamales. Tamales, right, yeah. So, um, yeah, we, we made tamales, which are uh, little steamed cornmeal dumpling things with stuffing. And we had, like, black beans and and nachos and all these other things. And it was uh, it was fabulous. And, and so this year we were thinking, oh, we should do that again and we'll have a different theme. And we're thinking at the moment we're either going to go Scandinavian or we're going to go, like, Middle American, hmm. I think, and go with sort of, like, you know, your biscuits and gravy and mashed potatoes and... 
stuff like that. So, but with but that's, I'm, I'm I'm actually the thing I'm looking forward to this year is, is cooking themed regional themed Christmas dinner on New Year's on Christmas Eve. So. Little tip though, if you go for the Middle American mm. um, themed one, you're gonna probably have to go out and find um, a twenty liter deep fryer. Oh, so I can deep fry the turkey. Yeah. Well, I see. I was thinking of doing deep fried turkey. I was thinking if I buy one of those turkey legs, like one of the oh. massive turkey drumsticks, then yeah. I could probably just do it in a really big saucepan. Mm. Um, obviously not a massive whole turkey, but I thought that could work. We could just deep fry one one leg. Yeah. I don't know if it's a American Christmas tradition or merely a Thanksgiving tradition of doing your turkey in what's essentially a giant dustbin full of oil. Outside, yeah. Outside, <laughs> that's hot. That's I think it's a Thanksgiving tradition and often people end up... If you look up, like like Thanksgiving fails on YouTube, <laughs> you will find people who, what they've done they've is... They've flaming barrels of oil. Yeah. <laughs> they've, they've tucked their, their, their frozen Thanksgiving turkey into their, um, their deep, deep fat fire. Mm-hmm. And what happens is that it displaces a lot of oil. Then bubbles up, goes over the top mm-hmm. and goes on the fire. And then the fire sets everything on fire. <laughs> and the best thing is that often they're doing it on a porch with like a lovely... I think we'll probably try and find a video of this and we'll yeah. share that. So that'll be fun. Of course. <laughs> God bless the Americans for filling YouTube with wonderful video clips like that. <laughs> that yeah. and the Russians. <laughs> Thank you, Russia, for your dash cams. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, what about you guys? What are you What are you looking forward to for, for Christmas? Um, snow... Yay. Well, um, it's like 12 degrees outside. <laughs> it's actually, apparently they were saying that average temperatures in December at the moment have been warmer than July. We had a very cold July. <laughs> but still. <laughs> I wasn't saying it's going to happen this Christmas, mm. but it's something I look forward to every Christmas. It will be snowing somewhere in the year, somewhere in the mm. world. It, yeah, it will be. But it will be nine degrees here, apparently. Unless the wind changes and we get snow on Christmas. Oh, well, you know, exciting. like middle of but November, they were predicting it was going to be the harshest three months we'd had in years. Yep. Well, <laughs> it, it, it was raining. Raining is harsh. No, no, like the coldest, yeah. you know, it was, going to be, it was going to snow, there's going to be drifts of snow, everything was going to shut down, it's going to be really cold. No, yeah, usually that happens in happen. February. That didn't happen. Yeah. However, if we don't get snow on Christmas, which I don't, I think it's very unlikely, as soon as it's going to be nine degrees. Um, if we get it back in time, we do have a snow machine, oh, cool. which is currently uh, with Felix Dad at the moment. So if we get does that it make back, like icy snow? No, it doesn't. Um, it's fluffy snow. snow, a foam snow. Foam snow. Yeah. So is, is it like a fairly easy to clean up with foam snow? Yeah, it just disintegrates so into nothing. So you could snow the inside of your house. You can, and we have. Excellent. <laughs> Well, my dad borrowed it to use at work and he works at an old people's home oh. uh, and he wanted to do a Christmas show for them. And I did tell him it was violent and uh, I'll have to oh, find, find out what happened. I'm going to be seeing him on Friday, so I'll find out what happens. Brilliant. You literally press it once and it's just... Wow. Is it like a, like a cartoon comedy moment where it's like snow and it just throws snow everything? Well, it's violent. Know- yeah. When, you look, <laughs> when you look out of the window in a you know a fairly heavy snow blizzard yeah it's kind of like that so if you hold it in front of a window and turn it, it on yeah brilliant it does look very so cool. ben's looking forward to um snow cannon um <laughs> 
Then what about you, other than snow cannon? <laughs> if you have a snow cannon, you've got um, you thought about it, haven't you? <laughs> well, when Felix was testing it to give it to his dad, um, while I had my back turned, I did get snow cannon. <laughs> I think I did it to Soph once. That's our cat, Sophia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She likes snow. Bless. But not snow oh. cannons. <laughs> oh, dear. So, yeah, anything else you guys are particularly looking forward to? Toffiffies. Actually, yeah. that's a bit of a, a tradition. Um, I remember growing up, uh, we'd always have a pack of toffifies. Um, and, yeah. I've never had one. Haven't you? No. <gasps> they are fantastic. The tradition is now that your mum gives them to you and says, I'll give you a real Christmas present in a yeah. few weeks, and she never does. So that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know what to get me, so she goes down the pound shop and gets a couple of boxes of toffifies. Wow, um, that's a lot of toffifies. Mm. Hi, Mrs. Langdale. <laughs> <laughs> we like we like toffee bees. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think what I'm looking forward to about Christmas, barring maybe finally getting to, pl- to sit down and play a, a, a video game for you know half a day. For yeah. half a day and board games and board games. There will be many board games. To well, be had. get to play bo- board games more often than I get to play video games. It's a real shame. I I kind of still haven't got out of the habit of, of acquiring more video games, but I'm having less and less time to actually play video games. So we could probably make some kind of a, of a graph on that as, a, yeah, as like, like the hours of video games that you have available to you versus the hours that you've played and just they would be splaying further and further apart. I may have to find and put back up the completion poster. Several years ago, oh, we used yeah. to have... Um, so back when we had time to play games. Back when we had time to play games, we had a... Um, a blank sheet of paper that we had on the wall. And every time we completed a video game, we would put down the game we completed. So therefore, it was like we a record were, we were of the games we finished. We were going to make these little, like, like, we were going to print out like a logo and cut it out and stick it on with, with tape. And yeah. so it would have like little pictures and stuff. It was incredibly geeky. And yes, we, but we stopped doing it when we moved. So. Yeah. We even ha- used to have like an Atari high score table on the wall. We did have an Atari high score table. The Atari, the, sadly, Ataris don't tend to keep high scores, so therefore we turn well, how it do you, off. How do you keep hold of your high score in Galaga? You know, if you exactly, you know, Galaxian. We didn't have Galaga, did we? Uh, yeah, it was Galaxian. Galaxian we had. Yeah, but you know, if you, you, you want you want to know these things, you know. Exactly. Yeah. We we were weird <laughs> when we were young. <laughs> oh. so. What so, Atari yeah. did you have? Um, well, I've got um, a good old six switcher wooden Atari. Ooh, two six hundred of them. Yeah, we have a two six hundred junior, but it doesn't work. No, it does work. It, it just turns work. out that it's it's got a very blurry picture. Oh. I plugged it in the old. Um... So it doesn't work then. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't it work in... properly. Actually, no, I plugged it in a few months ago, and it's just the signal's not strong enough for the TV we had at the time. Yeah. You, it does work on this TV. It just doesn't look as good as yeah. the original twenty six hundred. Right, thinking that the Atari four hundred doesn't work. The Atari four hundred doesn't work. Although, admittedly, we have no cartridges for it, so That's it doesn't matter anyway. To be honest, yeah. Yeah, we've got a lot of games consoles. Yeah. <laughs> I had the Atari 800XL. Ooh. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, the 400 is not as good as the 800. Although, the 800 had a tape drive, and it took about 15 minutes for a game to load, and no one could move, because if you moved, it often made the tape drive skip, and oh. then it would fail, and then you'd have to start again, which was really annoying. So was it like, you know start it and then everybody had to sit and hold their breath while it did it exactly yep oh, oh the days yeah. <laughs> i remember my um my dad had a um the spectrum the original rubber keyed spectrum and he had lords of midnight on that and uh, my mum made this enormous map 
of the whole all the lands and everything and there was like it was all on this big piece of softboard like you know pinboard thing and then and then we had like little little map pins with flags on it with all the names of the different knights and, and things and they were all where they got moved to and so on and so forth and yeah we got very into our games when i was young <laughs> oh, yeah I've, se- I've seen your book of might and magic oh yeah my might and magic too we've got um a massive great big map of the the land the handmade hand drawn obviously that's the one thing I, I i miss about video games these days is you know the need for hand-drawn maps because you know so many now they have in-game facilities to do that or you know you can do something on a on a on a computer to cover it but hand-drawn maps i think are you know an art form that mm. would go went hand in hand with video games of old i like the way that um the legend of zelda phantom hourglass on the DS had a feature where basically you had a map and you could sketch on the map, like, like you could put a circle and put like, like a little bit of text on it. I was think that was one of the most beautiful things about the original Zelda was it came with an incomplete map. So all the different, each individual um, screen on the TV was a, a map panel and, and the map uh, that it came with had like the, like a diamond shape in the middle of this you know, big area that was that was all filled in and you could see what the different shapes were and so on and so forth. But the corners were just empty squares. So you could draw it in when you discovered what was there. Oh. I think that's just beautiful, isn't it? Isn't that lovely? Ah, I miss those days sometimes. Yeah, retro games. Yeah. Anyway, so I guess that's it for this episode of Breakout. If you want to tell us about your geeky Christmas, let us know on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Breakout. So, from everyone here, may we wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas! Bye! Happy New Year. Bye for now.